exciting episode of I Heard a Rumor with your favorite Woo! girl. Yes, what she said. <laughs> your favorite <laughs> girls, Jen, Jen and C. Anyway, and today we're not alone. We actually have a really full house. Well, full house, as full as a house can be across two different continents. So, um, I know Jen has two of our very, very dear friends. Um, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. All right, guys. Come on, don't be shy. It's not a talk now. See, my friends, they always show themselves. All right, that was me, Miladi. I was putting my Oh, hello, everybody. How you doing? My name is Tilly. I'm happy to be here. That's not really an introduction. Please let me introduce myself. Mm-hmm. My name is Dimladi. I am a like two-time Olympic champion sleeper. Yes, <laughs> No, hi, hi everyone. My name is Dimladi, and yes, I am glad to be here as well. Um, long-time friend of Jennifer and Cynthia. Um, and you know, just all around best person, overall uh-huh. best in best friendships. So, yeah. Guy, we we can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> Please, oh, don't let me let him poison my food. <laughs> He's here too. I'm used to you. I, 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 I don't think we need to. Best friend, right? So now look at my best friend. I'll have a best friend. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it hurts. It depends. <laughs> Let's All not right. loud you. Let's not loud you people's achievements too much before so, before somebody listening now snatches you people. Ah, uh, please! I'm available for snatchings, please. Okay. I'm actually available. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay for that ad. All right, over to you. All right. Um, I'm Oguma. Um, Cynthia's longtime friend. Funniest thing ever. Hopefully that. Well, we'll see about that. Cynthia's forever friend. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm considering you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, just before we we start, um, I'm sure you know Jen and I started this this as a passion project, and so far we've really really been enjoying doing this. And today we're talking about one of our favorite subjects. Careers on Walker's Day. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Happy Ironically, <laughs> we are worth this holiday. Yes, okay, we are worth it, man. Okay, so basically, today we're just going to be talking about the various. I mean, I don't know what stage you are at your career. I mean, we're all at different stages in our careers, and I mean, I I feel like whatever we're going to talk about is something that anybody has probably asked themselves at some point. Like, why? Like, why am I even doing this job? Like, should I switch to inter- entrepreneurship? I mean, I, there was a point where entrepreneurship was really all the all the region. I did ask myself those same questions, and like, is this is this what it's just to pay bills? Like, are we born to just pay bills and die? Or should you be doing something else? Should you be chasing your dreams versus paying the bills? I mean, do you look at other people's careers, especially LinkedIn, and think to yourself, my God, what am I doing with my life? Look at someone's title. C-I-S-P, A-C-P, P-M-P, P-R-P. A-P-P. I'm just like, wow. M-S-C. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) You have M-S-C. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy it's crazy when you think about it that way and then there's even there's, there's so much that we can cover on the careers we'll just try to keep it simple we're also going to talk about like toxicity in the workplace like how do you know that you've overstayed your welcome at your particular employer it's hard because when you look in the labor market and there are no jobs but you you have to stay so we're going to talk about that as well and just like when when do you know that man it's time to quit I mean, then we'll also talk about like being laid off. How does like, like wh- where do you go from there? So, those are all. Those are just a few of the things we're going to be talking about today on our career roundtable with our amazing friends. 
so stick around and listen. Over to you, Jen. All right, guys. Um, so mm-hmm. we're gonna dive in real quick. Um, so I, I think we should just all say what we do, sort of, just like summarize what you do, and so that our viewers will get like a sense of who we are and where we are on our in on our career path. So that it doesn't look like anything is glamorous here. Nothing is glamorous here. We're just coming out to just really talk about these issues that nobody really wants to talk about, or we just talk about in corners. So, um, Timmy, do you want to go first? Okay, thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Bye now, Sally. trader, Joe. Hey, I was just too for you. Come on. Um, so, basically, I'm a designer and printer, and uh, I run a company called Neon Bricks. That's all basically do with design and print, and we've been at it for five years. It's been a fantastic journey. Uh, has it? But that's all, it's a fantastic journey anyway. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been all rosy, but yeah, it's been a fantastic journey. We're happy to be where we are. Um, are you? I can't wait for the career people to talk, yeah. But anyway, it's been fun. The entrepreneurship journey has been hard, very hard, but it's been worth it. Mm. Um, Yes, yes, it's been worth it. Okay. Dimladi. Right. And um, so my name is Dimladi. Like I said before, I am a program manager slash, slash researcher slash PhD scientist. The LinkedIn guys. Slash musician. Weirdly enough, though, I don't even have that. My LinkedIn profile isn't that glamorous, but I mean, it works. Um, and, um, so I guess my own career has been a story of pivots, figuring out what's important at a specific point and how I can play a role in that, um, with my skill sets, just figuring out how to pivot from one thing to the next. So just a brief, um, brief summary of my story. I started off, um, you know, purely academic, just doing a lot of research for purely academic purposes, you know, helping to further knowledge and advance scientific, you know, um, insights. It's not easy and to have a PhD. <laughs> and so I did that for a number of years. And then I started thinking about what ways can I practically apply all of this knowledge to real world change. And that led me down the path of sustainability. And I worked at one of Nigeria's premier sustainability mm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I need to buy I'm, I'm, I'm reintroducing myself. <laughs> it's just because out of the pancreas. Don't mind these people. But yeah, I worked at one of Nigeria's premier sustainability institutes, sustainability institutes, for about um, eighteen months. And again, seeing that the change that was needed at the time was a lot more endemic than one institute could um, could help or could solve. I decided to pivot again into something that had more real world, real world impact. Um, so I started program managing for a company that does um, entrepreneurship and helps people build products that they can use to start businesses. And I've been doing that now for about almost five years. Um, and it's been it's been a great journey because you start to see how the little things that you learn or the things you take for granted are actually massive stepping stones for other people to create a future for themselves, for their families, for their communities. Um, and so again, I want to just sort of tie all of that through and say that the one recurring decimal throughout of that was trying to create impact. Uh, so I started off thinking of I could create impact on a global scale by, you know, um, creating information and putting information out there I found that that information needs to be relatable so I started thinking about how can I translate this information into actual policy um, and actual you know laws and you know guidelines for businesses and then zero that further down to figuring out ways to create change by impacting people directly so that's what my career growth journey looks like so far how are we supposed oh. to follow up after that? <laughs> <laughs> How do you that was that? so brilliant. 
Mm-hmm. I'm super brilliant. <laughs> All right. Over to you. Um, I, I think this Yeah, we can hear you, but like you need to project. Okay. I, I'm a chartered accountant and I started my career at a big firm in Nigeria. I started with forensic advisory consulting type work and then transitioned into uh, audit. I'm currently um, an audit manager in my work in Canada here. And for me, all this part was the delegate part of my career because I spent two and a half years uh, when I started in Nigeria you know, trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. And then the, the push to move there was uh, because it, 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 it entailed solutions that So that, that, that was really my, uh, that was the foresight I had going in and no regrets so far great experiences and i am yeah looking forward to the conversations and learnings from you guys as well all right um at this point cynthia i'd like you to introduce yourself you tell us what you do Are you all right? I'll be serious. I'll be serious. Okay, so um, in a way, I can relate to some of what David said. Um, I am not practicing what I've gone before. So that's the that. So basically, my dream, my dream changed, my dream shifted. Um, just like every other like Nigerian youth, when I graduated from university, I. amazing um for me i i think um i started out wanting to be a doctor because i guess that that was going to make me daddy's favorite mom's dream come true but i guess we all had our hopes crushed managing this it's not well can i just segue this a bit and say i cannot imagine jennifer being a doctor <laughs> 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 
Why not? Jennifer looks like the sort of person who would take pride in giving injections. Like, <laughs> Dang. You didn't like, get to go fast. You didn't, yeah, you didn't get well fast enough. I have two extra injections. For, like, come on, come on. For, the, for the seven years I spent in medical school, here is an, an yeah, extra I, injection for you. I did this just so I can give you injections. Oh my God. All right, then um, then I went, I went to I switched to um, industrial chemistry, finished up industrial chemistry, and my school came back with, oh, we've lost the accreditation, so we're going to graduate as a chemistry student. Really burned. But, yeah, coming out to the real world, I've always loved fashion, so I, I started my career off as an entrepreneur, just making things work, selling, buying, all of that. Then, um, luckily, someone gave me a chance to come into their company, to do um like business development okay yeah but like at that time i did not even have that um skill set for the role but i learned on a job which has taught me even till now that sometimes just take that leap of faith you're you're definitely going to get there and have a hang of things because sometimes it's just scary so um moved to co-working industry moved to fintech then now said you know what let's go into music business so yeah yeah, i'm excited doing business operations and people operations and um yeah pretty interesting journey i still see myself going back to fashion school but yeah time will tell so now that we've finished doing journey yeah yeah it, it it is because these are like different sectors and it's just interesting to see that um in the end business is business you want to sustain it you want to grow it almost everybody has the same mission sustain and grow so just um i i love transferable skills because they they make you limitless so that's what i do and i enjoy it spoken like a true operations (laughs) director you didn't mention the fact that you're a director she's a boss she's a boss director of operations (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting to see I mean, I don't know, but I mean, just doing the math off the top of my head, I can almost point to maybe like 70% of the people who are who are doing, working in roles that are totally different from what they initially yep. envisioned. Yep. Um, and even for people who have the skill set to work in the roles they're in, you, you find that so many people are pivoting to other things. I guess the point I'm trying to make is don't be scared to pivot. But then I'm also just kind of like Nigeria as a whole has a way of just making you do things that you did not plan. You did not plan. To <laughs> hey, well, I'm at the breakfast. You go meet all of us. <laughs> shifting you, shifting you out of your comfort zone, making you settle for or not settle, pushing you to do things that you never really imagined you would need to do or want to do. You know, um, I mean so that's the average story of the banker who was a mechanical engineer. You know, or the engineer who ended up being an accountant. Yeah, so it's it's just. So we we had a few doctors as well. I think we had a few yeah. doctors who became accountants. Yeah. Back in yeah. Doctors converted. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. I was oh, really shocked. To do that. It's not a function of one. That's what. That's the thing. It's not a function of wanting to do it. You know, I mean, a lot of people who are looking for jobs in their chosen field. And you know, you keep trying, trying and trying and trying and nothing comes. But mine was funny. My first interview was with Echo Bank and I did not stay because like I did the exam, I passed it and I was like, No, I'm not I'm not going for this interview because I knew I wouldn't perform. Like instead of me wasting one billion, let me just avoid this error. <laughs> but that was that was actually very smart of you, Timmy. Not everybody thinks like you. Some people would have taken that job yeah. being terrible employees. Oh no, wasting no, no, their employees. Like, Oh, I've not gotten to like any level. It was just the first general. No, but still, orientation. but still, yeah. the self-awareness to even just be able to say, "Look, I'm no, not, I'm, I'm not, not cut out for this." Yeah, is always because it, a lot of people they they trade in their self-awareness for the safety of, "Look, I need money right now." Yeah, I have comfort of a job. Have... Oh, but, but what followed was in four zero. First of all, I was. I mean, I didn't say that. I'm hungry. I was in Ibadan. So you are hungry. So, you are hungry, hungry. Technically, yes. all I had was just design skills, right? And uh, you know, it is trying to sell graphics design in a place where they might not really appreciate it as a day. What graphics design in Ibadan? And, and, to, <laughs> and at some point, graphics design in Ibadan, finance. I see. <laughs> 
This was crazy. I literally have to walk up to a print shop, like a print company, to tell them that I'm going to work for you for free. If you guys are going to teach me how to print so that I can start selling my design as merchandise. Mm. And I think two months into the period, the woman offered me, like, let me be paying you stipend so you can uh, have better transportation to work and back. Mm. And, and then she started augmenting my money that if you handle our print jobs, like some other things that we have to outsource, like if you handle them properly, I'm just going to give you some portion of the money to and she actually helped me grow so fast because i made some of my mistakes there i learned some of my skills there for example the close production we are doing right now i learned it from there and i've been able to do that like more in lagos now but sincerely i'll tell you that then i had no hope like you know what it means to to a shop that the whole shop might not be worth more than would say five million, wow. ten million at most, right? Plus rent and everything. And to walk in there and say, say, I have the I have design skills. I just finished the economic but I have design skills. Will you guys give me a job? And so that's the difference between myself and you guys. It seems all of you have worked in a at least semi-structured organized system. I have never really the most corporate job I had was in a church. And mm. uh, that was. <laughs> we're, we're, we're honored. We're honored to have you. And and so that's how and that's how my entrepreneurship journey has been from the church. I went back to running my design and print business again, and I I very much be. Uh, how should I do this? I just try it. I move on. I just try it, and I think it's still the Nigerian thing. Since mm. like a lot of us don't know what's really cast in stone, we just learn and move on. You and learn. I think it's been grow. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, which brings me to my question. My first question for the house is um, paying, paying job vessels. See, remind me. Sorry. I, um, I just lost bills. my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, paying the bills. Paying the bills vessels. Just chasing your following dreams. your dreams. Um, uh, what is your dream, Beth? <laughs> what is Paying the bills. That so this is uh, I'm not even gonna lie. Paying the bills. Let's let's be honest, please. Because please. see, you cannot it, eat your dream. Do you understand? It's your dream not to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> it's your dream not to pay the bills. Well, oh, but what do you what do you think? Like, I mean, you from your journey so far. I mean, I know you have a dream. So, what what would you pick? I well, your dream. <laughs> I I, I always lean towards you know chasing your dreams and along that pathway can come how you having to pay the bills first so sorry so my my own my own journey has had its own ups and downs as well um to me we talked about how he just walked into a, a, a store pretty much and got a job while in the struggling days i i literally just um, I was on Ireland one day and I heard that Diamond Bank was recruiting. I just printed out my CV. I walked to the next, to the nearest Diamond Bank branch and I'm like, sorry, yo, I, I heard you guys are recruiting. I don't know, I don't know how, who, what, you know. But funnily, they took my CV and they called me for a test like two weeks after and I got the job. So that and many other things have, you know, um, made me understand that you can literally get anything you want, but the question is, are you willing to, um, are you willing to pay the price? So back to the point of the dream. Your dream is what keeps you alive. At least that's what I'm seeing. I've, I'm very passionate, so I always have the end goal in mind. But how I get there is 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 very different. So I'll use one an example of one of my friends down here. He has a a, a cleaning business. He knows that that is not his goal. But the cleaning business is, is thriving and he's using that to eventually venture into real estate. So even though that, that's his goal, he's having to do this in the meantime. Now, let me go, even go further into one of my own dark times when I, I literally just needed to survive. Um, I hadn't gotten a job then and I was just rolling with boys in my street, right? And then somebody came and said, oh, there's one, there's one job, you know, quick one month uh, um, stint pretty much. And I'm like, whatever it is, I'm ready to do, right? And then we went to the person that had the connect. It, 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 my understanding of the job was 
you know how all of these MTN um activations and stuff where you, oh, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. dance on the back of a truck. Yeah. So so that that was my understanding of what what it was going to entail. And I've I I I'm I'm very like uh, um I like humble beginnings, so I didn't even mind it at all. And I, I went for the interview. Turns out to be something better than that, but uh, the the one month um, offering struggling on the streets, you know, it's part of my story, and I'm very proud of it. But at that time, I needed to just pay the bill, even though I I knew that I was going to get somewhere or there there was something bigger that I was pursuing. But at that particular time, I just had to pay the bills. So back to the point, I I, I really feel like your dream is what keeps you alive. Your dream is what makes you think of the next day, but day to day you then have within that the context of your dream you then have to figure out how you're going to survive while keeping your eyes there you pay the bills mm. okay okay that's yeah. nice <laughs> like <laughs> what do you that, that was really touching actually i don't even know what to say how do you match up to that more i'm thinking about dancing on the back of your name <laughs> it's not very <laughs> <laughs> Not very appealing. <laughs> it's only the Indomie people that do on that road. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little funnier when you realize that. Like, I have seen you dance. It didn't turn out to be that. But that was... <laughs> that, that was just, thanks for me. Oh, I'm not even just not my daughter. Thanks for me. I understand. Paying the bills or chasing your dreams. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, this is hard to answer. Like I said before, I, I think my bill, my dream is to be able to pay every bill. Basically, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have the whole... I, I know I want to travel, but it's not like I have a list of me conquering the world or diving <laughs> in death or jumping from a particular height. Those things would be fun, but I, all my life, I've always thought the... Essence of living is to live and have a good life as good as possible, even if it's the best one. So, yes, my dream is to be able to pay the bills, and I pretty much know that if I can solve enough problems in society, I will make enough money to solve every of my bills. And, and that's pretty much how I've always looked at it and organized myself. Yeah, I think that's how much I, that's how I look at it, and that's how I organize myself. Again, if I if I'm to come up with how I ventured into print eventually, some of the things that happened to me along the way was uh, designing for people and the printing coming out bad or the printed document coming out bad. And so part of it was I can I can try this. I can go to the press and see what they were doing. And I went to press and I saw that oh, is this the machine for this? this is the machine for that? If this takes this longer, it gets spoiled. I just bring new stuff and. I literally started um, staying with my operators. Like, basically, they are doing my job, and I'm staying with them through it. And my output got better. And so some of my clients prefer that when I design for them, I also do the print. And it's pretty much been that way, and it's better than just designing it. Although I'm beginning to see that focus is better, but at the moment, I can say that has been sustainable, yeah. and it has grown. And so that's value, right? And the bills come in. And I know that the dreams I want to live, the kind of house I want to live, the the more value I give, the more I get. And that's pretty much been my driving force, the real payment. Easy. So I like that because, I mean, I know people who, by virtue of just wanting to have their, bill, <clears throat> their bills paid, have have kind of financed their dreams <laughs> as much as possible. Um, you know, so people who decided, look, um, I mean, I need to make money to be able to even start to dream about a future for myself. You know, I, I can't I can't make any educated decisions on what I want to do with my life in the next couple of years if I don't even have the financial security or the, you know, um, emotional peace or mental peace to be able to think and dream. And I understand that. I understand that point of view. Um, for those of us who have the privilege of dreaming first, it typically speaks to our childhood. Maybe we were brought up, you know, in a sheltered enough environment with family and friends who could take care of some of our immediate problems. So you had the freedom to dream. But for a lot of people, I mean, I was listening to a story the other day about a guy who ended up playing in the NFL 
and you know won three Super Bowl rings and you know um, is inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And he was talking about how he only had one dream, and that was to help his mother, his grandmother, pay her phone bill. And every step of the way, just thinking about the fact that his grandmother lived in a rural house somewhere in rural Savannah in America somewhere. You know, he's just like, look, I need to make it to the NFL. I need to win. I need to make money so I can help my grandmother be pushed. And now he has the freedom to dream. He, you know, he's now a journalist. He, you know, interviews some of the biggest sporting people around the world. You know, he's rubbing shoulders with some of the elites in the sporting world because he was driven by a desire, a passion to help pay the bills. So I'm not going to put one in front of the other and say, you know, one is better than the other. But I think as long as you don't lose sight of your ability to dream, um, you know, that, that is ultimately the key for me. So I'm, I'm big on whichever one is your, is your go-to. Whether it's you want to dream first and pay the bills later, you want to pay the bills first and dream along the way. Like, whichever one works for you, as long as you get to that expected end, um, for yourself, you set an end for yourself and you get there. That's really what the journey is about. And your expectation shall not be cut short. Um, yeah. Turn it to prayer. All right, okay. all right, guys. So, we um, another question that just came up. Um, I know we. Instances where you actually afraid, like you have this fear of underachieving. I know that for a lot of us, when we were children, our parents had these really high expectations of us. But then as you grow up, you also have these expectations of yourself, right? But do you ever feel like, wow, like I'm not there, I'm not getting there, and it's just really frustrating. Like I'm not where I thought I would be at this time, or something like that. Um, yeah, I think I feel like I experienced a whole lot of it in med school because for some weird reason, a particular lecturer wanted to just frustrate me because apparently <laughs> we were both driving the same car. Her model was clearly the newer one, but... <laughs> yeah, so it was frustrating for me because people, I'll teach people, they'll pass and I'll fail. I'll come back home. I'll, um, my father will make a side comment like, you have another carryover or you have another rewrite and i'm like wow so yes it i and that that sort of had that that phase of my life sort of rooted this or more i don't want to ever overachieve so i i sometimes overcompensate mm. <laughs> even if somebody else needs to do it i don't mind doing it just because i don't want to feel like i cannot achieve or i'm not going to achieve well, that's, yeah it is so 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 i'm being more intentional about it like okay is this a good use of my time taking this off will it be a good use of my time so those are the questions i used to check myself right mm-hmm. i mean i i i in recent times i i have i'm sure more can attest this i have i've really felt like an underachiever and for me it's such an unfamiliar feeling because i was always that that child. Matty Pants. They use as an example. And, 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 and I mean, I've, I've always, I've known I was ambitious, but I didn't think I was like extra ambitious. Like, oh, I want to, I want to be a project girl or everything like that. Uh, I, I, know, I didn't think I was up to that, but I just, I mean, I wanted to be moving in my career. But recently, I just realized I've been stuck at a particular level. Like, I haven't moved I've been there for a very long time and I've had people that people that came after me they've even surpassed me that sort of thing I mean not necessarily in the same company but they, like they maybe they moved on to other things and they now have like manager title in their um yeah or director title and I'm just like wait how don't I have that mm. it, it, it's not about Mm. Like, like Jennifer said, and like Jennifer said, I found myself over to Jennifer at a point where if they say who wants to, my hands will be up. 
saying, it was almost like I was saying, pick me, pick me, choose me. Like, can't you see me? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm very good. That sort of thing. So I have something like, to prove. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worthy of your, yeah. Yeah, or worthy of of this of promotion or title. So yeah, so I really did feel like like what's wrong with me? Like, I, I had a nervous breakdown for the first time in my entire life last year and i don't know if it was a combination of of covid and work stress but i just i thought of all the work i had to do and all the it just seemed like an insurmountable obstacle now and, and i just literally started hyperventilating and 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 so this year i've just been like see promote me oh don't promote me oh. I <laughs> I know that I'm good. So I so I like I just had to take a step back and just realize that, that my achievements are not tied to work. They're not tied yeah. to work. So, so so now I'm like underachieving, overachieving guy, I'm just achieving. That's all. Happy. <laughs> that's Happy. all. Happy. Exactly. So yeah, so that's just that's my own story on just achieving. <laughs> and just just to add to what you said, I I mean it happened to me last year. I had panic attack. Because try not to be and I, and I realized that oh my god I have a lot of work to do I'm at home if there's if there's some somebody is always distracting me at home I have to combine that with work everything and oof, all I saw was me in a brown bag and crying like breathing into a brown bag and crying so yeah that 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 one changed my life so I think it's I think it's a function of the world we've all grown up in um, everybody is compared to somebody else, and yep. it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll give I'll give this analogy that I always think of. Even Bill Gates is second in something. Even Elon Musk is second in something. Like richest man in the world, supremely successful, but you know his cousin somewhere is probably saying to him, "But you're not as good a husband as as Tim Lane. <laughs> you're not as good a." You know, a, you know, everybody's always second in something. That desire to be the first in everything is innate in us, but it can drive you crazy. So it's it's about figuring out how to, and I, and I know this sounds counterintuitive, but be content with the achievements you have. Because, you know, we read that, you see that post all the time. Somebody's like, oh, you know, five years ago, what I have right now is what me, I was praying for five years ago. And it's really true. There's so much that you've done in your life already that if you had asked yourself three, four years ago and said, oh, look, this is what you have done by now, you'd be pretty content with it. Um, and so it's like giving yourself that room to grow, you know, giving giving yourself that that permission to fail, giving yourself that extra, you know, room to breathe, even though you don't have... Because at the end of the day, let's, let's really boil it down. So how many billions are you going to have before you are okay? Do you understand? Like, how, how much money could you possibly make? How many career achievements could you possibly have before you're like, okay, I'm good now. Every time you step a level further, you're looking at what you can do with three or four more levels, what you can do with X couple more million. And, you know, so it, it really is about finding contentment in the journey itself as opposed to the destination. I mean, I, I hear stories and I read stories of people who you know, they're 80 years old and now they're looking back and they can't seem to remember anything that happened between the age of 20 and 75 because they were just driving, driving, driving for dream, dream, dream and they missed the entire, they didn't stop to smell the roses along the way, they missed the whole journey along the way. So I'm big on taking a second to look back, taking a second to be present, just enjoying the journey for what it's worth, you know, the people around you, the people along your path, um, and even speaking in my current role, I realized that there's probably like a whole year of my life that's missing. There was a year where I was just working with no remorse, no regard for anything in the present. I cannot remember what happened. All I know is that I look back at it year and I gained weight. I was super tired and I wanted more money. So I can't, I didn't take any pictures. You know, there are people who every day they take pictures and I'm just like, all of you are so serious. I just snap it. Taking pictures at work in the lift, you know. Are you really walking? walking? Now I'm trying to remember what the lift in my office looked like because I haven't been at work for over a year. Wow. So, Jonas, so like I didn't stop to smell the roses. I didn't stop to do anything memorable. 
So it's it's about figuring out how to enjoy the process and not fixate too much on the on the end goal. Because you get there to that end goal, whether it's you know having a billion dollars or whatever, and then realize that look, there's so much. Let me give you another example really quickly. I was talking to a friend whose dad is, you know, I guess in Nigerian terms, you would say very rich. And, um, you know, this guy's dad has like Porsches and Lamborghini and this and that, Rolls Royce and everything. And he said one day his dad basically had a heart attack. And the, the doctor started trying to figure out, so why are you having this heart palpitation? And he was like, it cost me a lot more money to service basically to change the oil in my Rolls Royce than it does some people to buy a new car <laughs> a new car and I started to think to myself is this really worth like is is chasing that dream of owning a Rolls Royce that costs you X million to service is it really worth your wellness and your you know emotional well-being your strength your you know peace of mind is it yes that I said all of that sort of, you know, um, sort of weigh weigh down this idea of chasing your dreams so wholeheartedly that you kind of forget to enjoy the process for what it's worth. But let's be honest, when we go on Instagram, people are pressing our chest. People on Instagram are lying. They are all lying. Okay, one of the ones that you can see in person that is pressing your chest. Hello, press his chest back. What's your problem? Like, empty wallet. Empty wallet. If I throw my empty wallet at you, you still cause a dent in your chest. So it's not <laughs> wow! 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 You woke up today and chose violence. I see the big Driver's license. You know. Ah, so if I throw it at you, it still cause. It still cause. It still cause more damage. So from my own point of view, I've been an entrepreneur. What I can say all my life. And I can say uh, that frustration is sometimes part of business. And for me, uh, being able to make clients' timeline sometimes can be frustrating. It's just part of the process. Uh, being able to even get new process in order to be able to deliver faster. That one, just even working on your processes mm. is frustrating, you know. And so I feel like somehow, somehow I've come to accept it at some point that frustration is part of the process. <laughs> wow. That you get pushed to a point and then you would have to find a new way to move on. And right. that point is that point of change, is that point where it gets better. Right. And this is what happened to me. There was a day I was going to work and I was listening to um, the Bible. I think it was in Ecclesiastes. This is the good part. That place was like, you know, you feel like I'm better than this. I could have been able to make more money. Right. And, I, and that passage just was like, uh, a man is just a mirror of his mind. Mm. Like all I am is how good my the mind reflection. is. So it was like I saw my car and I was like, this is the, the reflection of your mind. <laughs> 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 when I got to my house, I was literally looking at everything. I went back to my house. It was like I saw myself like and since then self-improvement actually meant something mm. and transformation. And so from then I see my process, I feel like something is wrong. I just know that if I don't fix this now, there's frustration coming in front. And that's pretty much how I've been helped. Like mm. and see i used to be tired like i'm sure jennifer can testify to this like i'll just come and just lie down because i'm really really tired i'm angry with one client or the other because they want me to deliver in a time that cannot work or i've learned to now start putting my mind together put the process together before it gets to the frustration just cut it out quickly mm. and that's pretty much works for me. I'm just saying that the frustration might be part of it. It might be an indication. Don't don't just. It may not be that bad. It might just be a sign. And I treated it that way, and I think it works. That's yeah. just, okay. That's just I just want to ask a question. Frustration or no frustration? Frustration is a bad thing. Let's know. I, I don't want to glorify it. That it's part of the process. I want to enjoy life. I want to be a baby girl. But right. So I feel like there's a there there's a line where frustration now becomes toxic so yeah. how do you deal with toxicity and your workspace uh so from okay obama did you want to say something no let, let um okay uh, all right let him go again so from the way i've experienced it i feel like it's when i get to a point where i don't know what to do and i really need to move forward that's when i really get frustrated and so if I know exactly what to do, I, like I have clear understanding of what to do next time, I don't, 
I really get frustrated. So it means that there is something to check it, knowing what to do, or just having clear understanding of what to do next. And that pretty much is what you are looking for. What am I supposed to do next? And every time I come to that place, and almost everybody, if you check your frustration, is lack of one particular understanding or the other. And that's pretty much what you need to look for. How do I understand this thing? How do I solve this thing? And really, it's not to be glorified. It's not, and again, it's not to be glorified. And if you now bring it to uh, frustration being toxic, how do you, it means if you continue to throw yourself into positions where you don't understand. And I feel like they've described entrepreneurship as that. No, I've learned that business have process. You will learn, you will grow, you get to a new stage. When people get you to throw yourself in a tunnel, calling it high-risk business, is very bad. That's you putting your life in danger. And your body is going to respond to the way you are using mm-hmm. it. And that can lead to anything else. And I can say that the toxic point, not having good people lead you, not even leading yourself, right? And uh, I'm saying this like, I'll get your figure that <laughs> I don't guide it. <laughs> like, in life, you still get to that place where you be like, damn, I didn't, I didn't see this come. <laughs> and yeah, that was the point of frustration again. And I think to know then that immediately I get to this point, then we go and look for somebody to help me or to even find a friend or to calm down and face it is sometimes help. And sometimes the hardest part is even thinking of asking for help. Mm. It's like mm. it's like that thing just walks in there, and it feels like it's wrong to ask for help. Mm. But I've been helped when I didn't even ask for it, and that helped me a lot to realize that yeah, almost every time you get to frustration, you need some you need something you don't know, or you need something you've not come to, and mm. it might not be that toxic in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, are you about to say something? Yeah. Um. So, Demi and uh, sorry, I forgot to look. Uh, Timmy has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they have very interesting points because one of the things that I've figured out, I, I think I figured it out quite early, luckily, and I've always applied is understanding that you know. At work, what I bring to work is myself, is the is my my character, my values, and in order for me to succeed, I what do I require? I require self awareness. I require the truth, regardless of whether is the truth is bitter most of the time. But are you willing to um, listen to it? And then I always try to improve. Now, how does this make sense? In in the context of of, of the workplace, I've worked with extremely, and when I say extremely toxic clients, and I've worked with, you know, toxic bosses at different points in my life. But one thing that I, I how I became immune to, to the impact from, from them was that I needed to understand what I could control. I needed to understand the truth about whether the work I was doing was good or not. And the elements that I and the elements that you know clearly out of my control. Say, if someone is being toxic to you in the workplace, then is it either comes from all of these factors? One, if the person is say jealous, or if if we are talking from that perspective, that doesn't affect you, right? If you know that the you're getting this negative reaction as a result of um, something that truly and clearly is not your fault, and you could not do anything about then do not take on the, do, do not accept that negative um, um, vibe coming to you because that is what's going to give you stress and that is what's going to make you frustrated. So you deflect. I've always learned to deflect a, a number of negative things that come my way. But the negative things that come my way that are my fault, I've, 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 I've tried to accept the truth and I've tried to, um, to Timmy's point, go to, back to the point of learning, go back to the point of, what have I done wrong? How could I go better? You know, but then again, maybe it's coming from where we come from or our own, you know, individual personalities. The 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 average person will want to be defensive or want to deflect or want to say, oh no, we're not taking account, uh, being accountable for your own um, actions and perspective. So mm. I I see I I I live my life, you know, 
nine times out of ten out of the things that I can control and any external thing that affects me that I could not do anything about. It, I mean, it is what it is, right? But I do not, I, I do not accept stress, you know, coming from any other person. I, I try my best to, you know, <laughs> keep, my, keep my own peace because that when, when we're talking of something, frustration, you've already let it come to you, right? So mm. we, we, I even just let it, I don't even let it come in in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I'll use a particular example from my, my career. In this particular instance, again, I, I, say this, I say this a lot, but this is what I've really learned from. When I was moving, from, when I was moving to, um, to audit from forensics within the same company, um, the cost at the time was I, was going to not, I wasn't going to get a promotion and, of course, no money um, increase. And then all of us that we, we all joined in together would then become my bosses, review my work, you know, those kind of things were going, were going to come. And I had foreseen this, obviously, because I wanted to move. But what did I need to be successful in that role? I needed to learn a lot of patience and humility because if my, if my pay is reviewing my work and I, I'm not doing great, I, would, I have the tendency to feel bad that, Oh, they're telling me it's not all of us that came together. It's not all of us. Like, mm. but that is that's that's that is that is away from the point. So I put myself at the point where I'm a child. I'm going to learn. I don't care who is teaching me. And I don't care about your small talk. I don't care about. I just want to learn what I came here for. So that mm-hmm. was my only focus. Any other thing outside that, I I didn't pay attention to. So, uh invariably it did not get to me and i've always applied this even being in canada here trust me i've worked with extremely extremely toxic clients especially in nigeria but you know <laughs> those situations those situations you know i i just was able to navigate them because of the personality that i built up you know mm. around it so that that, that that's those, those are my thoughts on toxicity you accept it that's why it comes to you yeah well i mean just to build on that a little bit uh, like timeline was saying sometimes the way you deal with certain things is actually a reflection of who you are as a person like you said as well um toxicity only becomes a problem when it it um it strikes a a chord in you that you know that makes you accept that toxicity so uh I mean, I laughed quite heartily when you said, especially in Nigeria. It's almost as if in Nigeria we trade, we we are dealers and you know buyer and seller, importer exporter of that toxicity. We all always look for ways to pass that buck around. So you know, I was toxic to my driver, so my driver is toxic to to the downfall driver on the streets who now builds on that toxicity and transfers it to the. Um, to the food seller at the canteen who builds on that and transfers it to my secretary who's buying food from her, who now brings that same barrel of toxicity that has gone through seven or eight people and now brings it back to me. And we all just keep sharing it and it goes around and around in this, you know, you know, vir- not virtual cycle, in this nasty cycle of toxicity. But I find that um, having a sense of self, that self-awareness, is almost always the key to breaking the burden of that in your life. So knowing who you are, knowing what you're here for, what you're doing, and knowing how to do it well is always a is always a key to breaking the toxicity. I'll give you just a random example of something that just happened. So in one of my leadership capacities, um, yesterday I had a, a an event that I was supposed to lead. Obviously, again, this idea of toxicity just being passed around it was poorly prepared for you know poorly planned for and all of a sudden it's thrust at my doorstep and i'm supposed to now take on full responsibility for it and in trying to do that take the responsibility for other people who had dropped the ball um a lot of things went wrong basically i know it's a lot of things everything that could go wrong went wrong and um you know, my initial response was just, you know, ah, I want to change this for everybody. You people are all 
blah, 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 blah. Do you think, who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? Do you know my father? I was ready to change it. But I, I had to take a breath and just realize, look, okay, this cycle of toxicity can end with me. There are always things we can do along the way, whether it's like Tim Lane was saying, learning more about what you can do to be a better person, learning more about who you are, you know, or just choosing outrightly to end that cycle with yourself by, you know, creating processes or whatever that help you break the cycle. Um, I just made my made up my mind. Look, I'm not, I'm going to break this cycle here. I'm going to do what needs to be done to make this thing a, a, a success. And, and I'll leave it right there. And I find that that is always the key to, to winning things like this. You can't let that toxicity get to you because once you imbibe it or once you ingest it, it becomes a thing that you start trans- you spread it all around. It goes through to every and anybody. Your kids will take a little out of it. You know, your family, your spouse, your wife, whoever, your driver. Everybody will just chop it one way or the other. So I find that that's the that's the key ultimately. So yeah. Um, Back to you, Cynthia. I finished preaching. You can like share the grace. <laughs> you can share the grace. I'm here for an offering, virtual offering. Or... <laughs> All right. So it's time to time for the closing prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Cynthia, back to you. Okay. Um. I don't know if Jennifer had anything else to add. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Um, thank you for... I know this ran longer than our usual, but like... Run me I my fe- coins, girl. Run me my <laughs> coins. But I feel like the career discussion is such, it's such a big part of, of our lives. I mean, amongst other things. But yeah, it is... I mean, I feel like we underplay the importance of being content career-wise and how that mm. flows to other areas of your life. Yep. Like, how if you're not content at work, it can lead to depression. If you're not content at work, it can lead you to having um, not sleeping well. If you're not content, it will lead to even wellness issues, health issues, and all those sort of things. So it is very important. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to everyone out there who's working doing whatever you're, whatever it is you're doing with your heart, you're working. See, nine to five entrepreneurs. See, hourly, you're in the night. I mean, if you're doing anything, I guess you paid legally. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, that's a very big, that's a very big description. Hello, ma. Legally. <laughs> It's a very you, big you, description. You guys are even <laughs> describing all me I said is yeah working. I don't hear it. Yeah, shout working. Shout out to you because <laughs> it takes it takes a lot of mental strength to be able to get up every day and go out there and make that bread. Like it's not easy. I mean, and and I don't know who you are, wherever you are. I'm sure there's people relying on you. There's they're they're probably feeding people or yourself. So just well done, well well done, and just know that your hard work will pay off. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Look, I accept this award on behalf of like myself, you know, all the members of my family. Yeah, you know, I would like to thank God. You know, my mom, mom, you're the best. Oh, I thank you, mom, mom, already. Thank you so much. If you leave, if you leave these people, they will keep talking. So um, we we will have another episode just talking about careers. I because I feel like this topic is see we could keep going. We barely scratch the surface. Exactly, we barely scratch the surface. I'm also here to talk about like (laughs) like money. I'm here to talk about like crypto. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm here to talk about any and anything. Every yeah, what Demi just said, all of you that are investing too, you know, that uh, that's my dream actually. But let's talk about that one later. My dream is to one day, Obama, do, Obama, do master class now. Do master class, <laughs> anyway. All right, thanks, guys. And please shout out to Demi, uh, Timmy, Obama for Thank joining you so much this for episode. Joining yep, and you guys. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, IG, IG, Spotify, 
uh, we're also on Google Podcasts. We're called. What are we called? I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Um, yes, it's called. It's I heard a rumor on all platforms. Just look us up, and we will be there. All right, and guys. of course, we would like to hear what you think about this podcast. And if you'd like to hear more, or if you have anything different in mind that you'd like us to gist about, it's our gist cast. We're here to gist. All right, guys. Have a All right, thank you for staying with us. Bye. Bye.